The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft tobacco. The after show, the after show, the after after show. show. It's the after show, everybody. It's the cowbell call. It's time for the show to start. Does it, does, it, does it work for the It's after already show? four days now. It's yeah, you don't ring the cowbell, so I right. think a party foul. Yeah? All right. Huh. Is this the beginning of the end of flavored cigars again? Yeah, it's been going on for years, but it's getting closer, and it seems to be happening. That's what we're talking about today. And um, the Food and Drug Administration and the Center of Tobacco Products announced tobacco products product standards for characteristic flavors of cigars, the proposed rule, which will prohibit characteristic flavors of all cigars. What are characteristic flavors, you may ask? The stuff we say each week on the Cigar Authority show when we're characterizing the flavor of the cigar. Oh, it's cinnamon, it's chocolatey, it's got cocoa, it's characteristic. There will be lawsuits and concerns about this. Um, the impact it'll have on uh, small businesses, the foreign impact of production in other countries, and the impact of the minority-owned small businesses. The FDA failed to do their homework, says the, FDA, says the PCA, the Premium Cigar Association, and have cherry-picked data that mirrors uh, spoon-fed talking points from anti-tobacco groups. That's what usually happens. The proposed rule is a mess, they say, and it is ripe for potential challenges. and um, Which is pe- good news for us. Yeah. But I'm telling you, um, they don't care. They don't care that it has a problem with minority groups. I don't know why minorities, but minorities. Why it's going to impact foreign countries or even small businesses within this country. Because the idea is to wipe it out. So this is with respect to characteristic flavors where... If uh, somebody has a cigar and they say it's cherry flavored, it doesn't matter if they say it. If it has characteristic flavors, if it has characteristic flavors outside of the natural flavors that tobacco, tobacco carries. So if we say it has cherry like flavors, Chinese pea pods, pea pods, it's a characteristic flavor. That's all. Every single cigar has ever so been done. So by, by us being on stage saying, okay, I'm tasting cinnamon Chinese pea pods, yeah. who, who's getting fined? Not fined. It's illegal product. Because now, I, because I Mr. Jonathan way, in New Hampshire, said something tastes like cinnamon Chinese pea pods, I could doom an entire company. Yes. That's, that's a perceived flavor. It's not an actual flavor of the cigar. Who's to They're say what's an actual about flavor? actual flavoring. So if you read the, if you read the, the flavors that they look in the band – 
it's you know grape it's cherry it's honey it's it's cigars that actually have flavoring in them the second that they tell me that i can't characterize a cigar flavor is when i'm gonna get, sue somebody over free speech because that's a the problem. problem the problem with this is the in my opinion and, and this might not go over well pca and cra dropped the ball because they have banned flavored cigars in Massachusetts. They have banned flavored cigars in New York. They have banned flavored cigars in Rhode Island. And Maine prohibits the sale of flavored non-premium cigars, such as grape-flavored Swishers. They have, they have, they have banned menthol cigarettes in the state of Massachusetts. And flavored cigars. We cannot ship Java into the state of Massachusetts because they have banned flavored yes. cigars. And the, and the problem and they is the person that makes the sale, they not ha- the person right. that receives them. They haven't challenged it to get it reversed. And if they haven't been able to do it on a state level to set precedents, how are they going to do it on a federal level? The answer is they can't do it. And I'm the last guy to say don't, don't fight. Continue to fight. But... You're fighting a losing battle. Yes. There's no doubt about it. If Newport cigarettes could not stop this, it certainly isn't going to be a, a yeah, great ja- cigar. Java's not stepping in and saving the day. Right. This thing is happening. And if you look at things that happen like the smoking bans that happen, smoking ban starts with segregation. And says, okay, within a restaurant, this is the smoking section, and this is the non-smoking section. This is how this happened. Then it became, okay, uh, the smoking section now has to be completely sealed off. They do that, and then they say, you know something? There's no smoking. And it'll start with a city. Then it'll start with a state, and then it goes nationwide. Let's take the um, 21, from 18 to 21 years old. Again, it started with cities. And it said, within this city, you can't do it. Then it said, between this state, you can't do it. And then it went national. We were fighting the city of Nashville, New Hampshire, that wanted to go from 18 to 21. And we kept going and fighting week after week. This thing was lasting forever. It was going back and forth, back and forth. And then all of a sudden, the country went 21. Not New Hampshire. The country went 21 first. It's a race to see who can do the bullshit first. It's going to happen. That's what they want to happen, so it is. And they played a long game. They're going to play long and hard to do this. Well, you and this see, has been going on a long time. That was the beginning of this thing. You see companies that run promotions where you buy a box and you get entered into a raffle, and they'll say to us on the back-end rules, the raffle doesn't apply to the flavor section of our of our group. The manufacturers themselves are already preparing to let this go. <clears throat> right. They're not looking to push it. They're not looking to uh, draw attention to it in any way. Their yeah. focus uh, is on premium cigars. That's right. They have to let one of the children die, basically, of what I'm seeing. When you're saying PCA, it's Premium Cigar Association. They, mm-hmm. They've changed the name of the company, and uh, Premium Cigar is a non-flavored cigar. They've dictated what the words are. Well, the argument that they're trying to get for a premium cigar is based upon weight. So they're saying, you know, they want Java to be classified as a premium cigar. They don't want flavor characteristics. They want it to be 
what is it, six pounds per thousand cigars defines a premium yeah. cigar. And it needs to be held in because, humidification. And that's because cigarette companies were making brown paper on their cigarette and calling it a cigar. Mm-hmm. So as these things happen, you say, oh, look, they skirted their way around mm-hmm. it. This all started with uh, clove cigarettes. Mm-hmm. That was the beginning of this mm-hmm. whole thing, that clove cigarettes said, okay, we're making a clove cigarette. Well, it's illegal to make a clove cigarette. So they called it a clove cigar. Once that ended up happening, that was it. It, it ruined everything. Same thing happened when it came to loose tobacco, pipe tobacco. Yep. And it was cigarette people calling me a cigarette tobacco, pipe tobacco. And then the government says, okay, we understand what you're doing. That is taxed also. So, uh, and, and another thing is the vape. So flavored vape that ends up taking off, they say, okay, now we have to do this to all tobacco products that happens. And if you think that it's, um, oh, we got all these massive cigarette companies and they're going to be by our side and they're not going to let this happen, they own some of the other stuff too and making more money. So they're letting one of the, one of the kids go and say, okay, let them take Newport cigarettes. We already have this. That's the answer to that. And our competitors don't have it. That actually goes also to this grandfathered rule of you have to go back to 2007. If they had their product in 2007, it's in their best interest to let this thing die if it wasn't before 2007. It didn't exist. Therefore, their cigar is going to, their tobacco product, whatever it is, is going to outlive the other ones. This is going to continue. They're not going to let it go. It is going to win out eventually. And what's eventually? It could be as soon as 4th of July next year. It's already happened within states. In the state of New Hampshire, we have no tobacco tax. We, we talk about it, no cigar tax all the time. But on flavored tobacco, it's 67%. So, boom, they put, it in, they put that in there years ago. It's sitting in there. They got us to stop selling it or send them 67%. So we stopped selling the product. And then what comes next? Okay, it's going to be totally outlawed. That is, that is one of the steps where this happens, one step at a time. The next step has fallen. I'm hearing people argue of, oh, you don't want to do this because FDA. Uh, FDA is here and they do control it completely right now. Correct. So whatever they decide on, they're having right now, where are we on this right now? You get to write into the FDA and tell them what you think. Doesn't matter what you think because we did this before when it came to premium cigars. At the end of it, they say this is what we're doing. That we didn't want the FDA. There's, to, there's to been agree. some victories with with respect to what uh, has to be written on the boxes and all that. It's a it's a victory of a war of a battle, sure. not of the war. We're going to lose the war, right? We're going to lose based on the the death by a thousand cuts theory, right? Right. And as far as the the, the flavored cigar things go. We will lose. The question is, how long will it take before we lose completely? And for the flavored cigar companies, I hope it takes longer and you last longer than it does. But I wouldn't say there's going to be a whole bunch of people saying, let me get into the flavored cigar business (laughs) today. Let me invest a whole bunch of money and start a new company in the flavored cigar business because there's no future. So next year's firecracker isn't a cherry firecracker then? Cherry bomb. Cherry oh, bomb would be great. Geez. Would have been great, yeah. right? Can't do it. Can't do it. Can do it, but it's not uh. going to go anywhere. Um, 
At the same time, um, I want to mention the what's happening in China right now. And this has nothing to do with the flavored part of it, but it has to do with cigars. China now is 50% owner of Habanos. And when that happened a couple of years ago, I said, okay, a lot, lot, lot is going to happen here. I talk about a long game, how this is played. Habanos now sells most of their product or a lot, of, a lot more product to China than they used to, which caused a problem in all of Europe where they couldn't get Cuban cigars for the past two or three years. Right. And they've been complaining about how bad it is, which caused a shortage of Cuban cigars everywhere in the, in the world except China. They're getting more. The rest of the world that was getting them gets way less than they did. At the same time, actually, production is lower, lower production numbers, supply and demand. What is happening? Okay, prices are going up because they're going to make their money one way or the other on less product. The prices go up. Well, China just or Habanos just announced they're changing their pricing structure of how they price cigars in the world. They consider themselves a luxury product, like a Rolex watch, for instance. And a Rolex watch has the same value from country to country. And they said, we want our cigars to be the same price from country to country. Am I saying this right? I believe so. So they're going and base their price on Hong Kong, which, by the way, happens to be one of the most expensive. the highest price market for cigars. So take a the Hong Kong price, and you may look at about $50 price for a Cohiba in Hong Kong. That price now will be England, France, Germany, everywhere is going to be. Potentially more depending on local tax. On top of that. (laughs) Right. But at least the base is going to be the same. So now there's a shortage to begin with, but the price ends up going way up. Now, how does that affect us? We don't have Cuban cigars. What well, do we they, they need New World cigars now. That's right. And they've already grown from what was a maybe 10% of New World cigars into close to 50% of New World cigars. Habanos, a Habanos store in England, for instance, that has a Habanos name on their store, can only carry Habanos yeah. cigars, and they're closing up. This is just based on the information that was uh, yep. that's just been provided and says, okay, there's no way we're going to be able to survive like that. Let's close it as it is and become a regular cigar shop, not Habanos. And they're not going to have Habanos cigars unless they can get a percentage of what they were. But, but it means New World cigars are going to be almost 100% of their business. Which is going to create another supply and demand, demand issue problem, because which, now companies are either going to have to grow. So there's only a handful of companies that could pull that off. They've got to be vertically no, integrated. Not enough tobacco. You got people like Perdomo that could do it. Aladino could do it. Padrone could do it. Even Davidoff could pull it off. Davidoff's going to be an interesting play. Because Davidoff, they can they can increase their production the extra 10% they're going to need to supply the world market. Smaller brands that are selling overseas, I think, I think are going to struggle. Davidoff, who... Uh, goes head-to-head in European com- countries with Cuban cigars. They always have. They're the one company that was, when there was 10% of non-Cuban the cigars, share. it was them. Yeah. Well, they always priced themselves. They wanted to be more expensive 
than the Cuban cigars. More luxury. And the perception is reality of where their price was. Yes, it is obviously a better cigar. It's more expensive. Well, if worldwide Cuban cigars go to a worldwide number, Davidoff ends up going to that worldwide number. Or if they don't do that worldwide, there becomes a gray market where these other countries are going to be buying cigars from, say, America because they'll get the lower price, which Davidoff won't allow. It's a worldwide company, so they'll end up going there. Now, if what's going to happen to the shortage to begin with of regular brands that are out there, they're going to end up going up, and the price is going to go up in the United States too. So looking at this, some people will look at it and say it has nothing to do with us. China's raising the price of Cuban cigars. means nothing. means everything because – just like the steps that, that the flavor band is taking, one thing at a time, each one of these things is going to end up changing the landscape in the United States of the cigar Just brand. to put this into perspective for people wondering what type of increase you're talking about, it is believed that the majority of brands will be readjusted up to 150% of their current price. Yes, between 1% and 200%. Mm. 1% and 200%, hmm. depending on what country you're talking about, but that's... 150, the average yep. of where it's going to go. Uh, so a $30 cigar becomes 75, 70, 75. 75. Yeah, $75. That's crazy. And you know what? $75, I'm not smoking cigars, right? No. No, that, and if you are, it's going to become once a month. You're not going to be a regular cigar smoker. So what, back to the flavor thing, the bottom line end all is to stop people from smoking cigars. That's the whole idea of what is to happen here. So that's what's going on. What can we do about it? Probably nothing. It's been a long game that's been going on. It's been three years with the Chinese. They're buying out even New World cigars, getting this shortage to end up happening themselves. Are you you saying we don't have the strength to fight this? We don't have the strength, courage, ability... It's time for the Strength and Character segment. Brought to you by Camacho Cigars. Camacho Cigars, the icon of uncompromised values. This is the last of the front Strength and Character <laughs> no, segment. No, say it, it isn't stands. so. It is. It's exciting. I have it in my hand, and as I told you, A hundred times so far, there are six pillars of character, citizenship, caring, fairness, responsibility, respect, and trustworthiness. We went through it all, and I think we came out shining as pretty good people. We're pretty good. Pretty good all around. But I saved the toughest one for last, and I think it's not going to go well. So (laughs) Is the CigarAuthority.com up? No. Is that the question you're going to ask? No. Well, this is Wednesday. Well, that's so the yes. answer. It's Wednesday. It should be. It, should. it better be. <laughs> this is under respect, and this is the last one I have right here. Deal peacefully with anger, insults, and disagreement. Oh, fuck no. I nailed that. No, you did not. I absolutely nailed it. Deal peacefully with anger. Peacefully with well, anger. Well, what does that mean? I don't insults, get violent. Insults yeah. and disagreements. We fight. Oh, I yeah. get eviscerated on the email bit every week. You you took two emails worth the heat, and you friggin' lost it and refused to vote for him. <laughs> you fail that one, not me. I do. Fail I take the heat you, every friggin' I'm, week. I'm going on on. 
and There's say, probably six more jokes about me on the MeWees. We're all very, very right good now. at everything that was here, and I saved this one for last because I don't think we deal peacefully no. with anger. I don't think we have fistfights over it, no. but it's not peacefully. Hey, look at before the show. I went on a fucking 20-minute tirade about what I was angry about. That yeah. wasn't peaceful. No. Insults and disagreements. We don't, we don't is, uh, Smith slap anybody, though. There's, no, but, there's something to be said. No, for, nobody's here is holding back. For airing your grievances. you got to be able to do it. We're all men here. Yeah. But that's no. not peaceful. Once you it's, air your it's grievances, peaceful. it's no longer peaceful. Uh, punching is not peaceful. But just telling someone they're a piece this, this of shit, is not that's a group, not bad. This is not a group of us rolling over and saying... Uh, we're going to let it go. Oh, he just said something to me. I'm going to let it. You're reading the thing, and I interrupt you while the guy's <laughs> saying bad stuff to me. You can't I, let it go. I can't. No. I can't, and I won't. I'm, I'm too old won't. for that shit now. Yeah. I, you're in <laughs> denial if you're saying yeah. no. The only thing I'm saying is that there's nothing wrong with how we treat people. I think we treat them fairly. They, the shots are fired from the email. Gloves are and off. We, and, we, uh, and we shot that. I don't know if I agree with that, but I'll let it go. I'm going to take the peaceful road there we go. <laughs> for a change. But next week, we have a whole new segment on this where Jonathan is going to take charge on this. Oh, no. Oh, no. Heaven help us. Yep. So, uh, Don't worry, Barry. It'll end up in your lap after 10 weeks. <laughs> and uh, on Saturday's show. So he just told us he's going to sabotage it, so it's no longer his. Yeah. On Saturday's show, we are talking a casualty of war story and an offer we have for all of you uh, that's going to be on the show. Uh, interesting show. Uh, it looks it looks so on paper anyway, but an interesting story to tell. Uh, nevertheless, at the same time, Saturday, we will be selling tickets to Two Guys Smoke Shop's 37th anniversary party. Uh Live on the show, uh, ticket sales will be happening. Ticket sales start at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, and you can do that by uh, calling two guys. Yep, one 4272 for the people that are not local. If you are local, call either Seabrook, Salem, or Nashua, your closest shop. Well, to, go there. Well, You're go. best off. Better go. off, go. Get your tickets right in your mm. hand so you end up having it. And if I were you, I'd go within the first two hours, according to Barry. Mm. He, his guess is 1230 sellout. It's a new place. Yeah, last year, I people don't know were still the, hesitant with COVID yeah. and all that. But the amount of people reaching out to me this past week has been levels that I haven't seen in the, in the seven and a half years I've worked here. All if, right. uh, if ED is ending the show early... Yes, ED is then ending the show. When Barry was doing the filling in for you and you were stretching, would that be the Viagra? <laughs> this is a question. This is a question from from Brett. Yeah, I don't. Inquiring know. minds want to know. I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I provided stick. the enhancement. That's it for the uh, after show. We'll catch you next week. Stick the lid in in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.